Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Today we have with us Russian uh, Sean Jator and Jasper and Aurora, who is, by the way, the 2019-2020 SAC VP. Although not for long, because someone is going to take that role soon. But you know, just enjoy the movement. So we're going to be talking about just uh, the role that fantasy and fiction is playing in our quarantine lives and how it's sort of making things a bit better for us, something to distract us and take us away from our current reality, which I'm going to say isn't too great with uh, coronavirus going on and uh, protests going on around the world. So I'll start with Darshan. So Darshan, um, you were going to talk about Star Wars. Yes. So... um, how did how did you come across Star Wars initially? Uh, well, I really love the movies, um, okay. the TV shows, pretty pretty much everything about Star Wars. And um, everyone here has watched uh, Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. So, um, what did a show like Mandalorian? Uh, I'm gonna say it's not really too much of a complicated show, just a simple show following. Uh, bounty hunter. So, what made a show like that appeal to everyone? It it was different. Like it followed a different character in the whole like narrative. Like, he's going to like universe. he's going to a different planet every other day. Exactly. It's kind of interesting to see like different settings. And um, so, did that um, is that show still play more of a relevant role today? Repeat the question. Uh, does the show play more of a relevant role today with uh, the coronavirus going on and how everyone's stuck at home? Because the Mandalorian, like uh, you guys said, uh, he's pretty much going to another planet or uh, every you know every episode. Every episode, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think it has a pretty major impact, impact, especially, especially during, during during Corona, corona time because, because it, it came, came out, out with the whole. Disney, Disney Plus, Plus movement, movement with, with new programs, programs which is which a streamable service, service that everyone can watch, like like from home. From home. So, so it was really easy, easy accessible. accessible. Yeah, and yeah. So, so it really built that platform. Since, what was it? Like, ever since, ever since the quarantine started, like Netflix and Disney Plus, they had an increase in sales. You know? yeah. yeah. So like, I feel like the thing of a galaxy far, far away sort of adds to. It's, it describes it, you know, it's a galaxy far, far away rather than, you know, it's just a simple fictional world. And um, so it does manage to take you away successfully, like immerse you and make you sort of forget even for a brief moment that you are, you know, on the planet Earth for a while. It takes you to various planets. Yeah. And it plays on the whole like concept of like a galaxy far, far away. Right. So yeah. it could be happening somewhere in the galaxy and that kind of like story and situation kind of makes it like a more um creative and fun to imagine about like in your own head so when you're watching the series and stuff that's kind of what i'm thinking about like if this can possibly be happening in galaxy far far away and it feels like um it makes me like think about that part of the universe more and stuff like that yeah absolutely um yeah the fact that you can see all these various technologies and how about the fact that there's multiple races in even that show alone that we get to see you know we see 
I, I'm not going to be able to name all of them, unfortunately, but there's uh, a Mandalorian. There's uh, someone uh, uh, from the race of Yoda. There's um, various races. So do you think that's relevant today because we have racial discrimination going on and protests because of it, um, which we had this month? Yeah, for sure. Because like even in like, so say in Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the very first episode is about um the whole like Jedi verse, um, like Sith Lords and they're like fighting over like a planet's um space and they're not really considering the the inhabitants of the planet actually and they just treat it like property and it's like that that problem is like addressed during the episode and that those kind of things are like always mentioned, even like um, during like the whole process of the Clone Wars, treating the way that they're treating the stuff is like one of the main aspects of the show. So they always yeah. address stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, just the Sith and the Jedi and the various races, and even in the Mandalorian, the opening episode, like opening part of the first episode, it's like when he walks in, everybody's sort of giving him, you know, dirty looks, like trying yeah. to go for him. Uh, I feel like the same thing applies with uh witchers uh some of you guys watch the witcher right on netflix yeah i have yeah it sort of has the same sort of feel you know when the witcher sort of goes anywhere he's looked at in a sort of you know dirty way and people that's 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 basically where the character starts right yeah from like at the bottom and then they develop us then it's supposed to develop yeah yeah. yeah like in that story, like the witcher is not supposed to have like feelings and stuff like that, but he always does like the right thing, and like you can tell that like the characters are surprised when he does stuff like that actually helps them, and they just don't expect it. But it just shows that they're just following stereotypes and stuff like that. Yeah, for those of you listening, the Witcher is based on Geralt of Rivia, who goes on various adventures, and he's part of a Witcher who are sort of mutants. Um, and they're sort of known for not having feelings, like Sean said. And I feel that um, uh, racial discrimination happens here too. So, um, yeah, similar, just people looking at him, and they said, we don't want your kind here, Witcher. And I feel that I felt like a strong connection because, um, you know, uh, black people, even Indians, and all all people of all uh, cultures were sort of looked on in a dirty way when first, you know, starting to immigrate to Western countries such as America, uh, Canada, and yeah. even the United Kingdom, uh, people would say that, oh, they would sort of discriminate. And then and I feel there's always, like, it. stereotypes and stuff around, like, different cultures, things like that, right? Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, like, even for for Witcher, one of the characters, so, like, Yennefer was different, and, like, she had um different, like... um. Like missed features of her face yeah. and stuff like that and she constantly got discriminated by her own parents for that and yeah. so like that kind of stuff um is like a serious topic that like she, she was so through that show someone, was addressed and that's where i think uh fiction yeah. and fantasy just plays an, an amazing role to show us that you know even in these fictional worlds not everything is just you know perfect that the racial discrimination does occur and it reminds you even more that you know stuff like this is happening in our world even though we might not have these exact, you know, sort of mutants or anything, but we can still see that sort of uh, discrimination. Yeah. Yeah. It just shows them like addressing their social problems that is, that exists in this fictional world that 
maybe we should take that connection and to solve the social problems in our world as well. Yeah. So, so even though it's just through a show, it's giving that message. Yeah, I found that quite immersive. And the various, um, like for Mandalorian and in Witcher, how he goes to different kingdoms, like Tumeria, where it's all snowy. Then he goes to these other more regions that are more hilly and um, desert-like. Um, does that guys does it make you guys feel you know since we're stuck at home we'd rather watch a show where people get to actually go out in the world and explore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they display it like in just a way that like you get pulled into the world. Yeah, it sort of yeah, makes I you think... forget and makes you feel a part of that. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. like all the CGI things like that. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of scenes where it's like visually pleasing, mm-hmm, yeah. appealing, and like, and, like same all thing the for and things too. Yeah, same thing for Game Game of Thrones. Oh, we're not going to um, talk about uh, the writing of season eight, which was quite disappointing. But the world <laughs> of the world of Game of Thrones was, um, I'm going to say, quite immersive because it had the politics, it had the whole royalty thing, which we have in our world, although not as much anymore. So, uh, Jator, you also watched Game of Thrones. Did you find that also an appealing factor yeah. that it wasn't all during quarantine? During quarantine, I found a lot of time to watch start and finish Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, and I really liked it when I started it. Uh, did it draw you to the fact because they had so many various storylines in multiple regions? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, like, at the start, um, there's mm. multiple characters that are all connected, right? And then they all split apart and they have their own separate storylines, different character arcs, etc. right? I felt like it and also like, mirrored. Um, sorry, go on. Yeah, no, no, you, you can continue. So I felt like it sort of mirrored sort of humanity because we all are from, you know, different places, like how um, people of Europe, people of Asia, you know, for thousands and hundreds of years, we didn't really see each other unless we, you know, went by ships or like that, you know, all people yeah. of all races didn't really mix. But Game of Thrones is also like that, you know? Um, we didn't you can see, see like you can see how different like houses behave differently, right? Yeah, like like how yeah, and they aren't like perfect and all you know uh, you know fair play with one another. It's all quite dirty behind it, with dirty politics, with exactly. betrayal and all that. And I found that that exactly is. there's like a lot of betrayal and things like that too. Yeah, there's betrayal. There's a lot of manipulation. Yeah, I found that. And the thing about Game of Thrones. The thing about Game of Thrones is that it's a lot different, and then there's a lot of twists that go along with it. Yeah. Like, they kill off a lot of main characters during the seasons. Yeah, it's, you, it's realistic. It's not like anybody has plot armor except maybe towards the end of the season. But, you know, realistic, you know, no matter like how good or that, bad yeah. people are, they're going to die. You know, we had some really good-hearted characters in the in the show, yeah, but they exactly. ended up Especially getting... towards, like, Especially towards the starting and the middle. Yeah. Towards the end, the writing obviously got a bit. It shows like how like no one's invincible, right? Yeah. And it sort of mirrors because, especially like America, how we find that uh, Donald Trump is just sort of, you know, people even question like, how are you not feeling bad about yourself? You know, you're, you're so many people have cases of coronavirus when it could have been avoided. And we find that these politicians... Um, you know, they're sort of manipulative because regardless how everybody feels on social media, there's still a lot of people who, you know, support these politicians and you feel like, oh my God, this guy could actually get reelected again. 
Exactly. Like nobody is safe. Yeah. That's the. Uh, I felt like that merited. But then, yeah. Um, yeah, it's sort of a, an intense uh, show that sort of drew you in with the various world and the traveling of it. And I felt that, um, you know. Like, there's a lot of visual scenes that look very nice as well as the music. Like throughout every season, the music was amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. In and my it, opinion. Like it fits in with the time period and stuff, right? And it yeah. hits. It sets the mood. And it feels different when you're in quarantine, knowing that you can't really go outside, you know, um, maybe to go visit, uh, you know, travel, like, you know, traveling is limited. You know, you can't really go to another country to go for a trip. Maybe not <laughs> us, but like various other people who are probably having traveling plans this summer. Yeah. Uh, that Game of Thrones yeah, for sure. Like. The, yeah, you, for you sure. Like seeing like the intro scene, like the intro. Yeah, you know, maybe you're not playing too vast of a role in this, uh, you know, on Earth. But when you're watching shows like that, you you're witnessing all the crucial moments that really makes you feel a part of it. Yeah, it's a whole different perspective. Yeah. Anything else you guys want? To I feel like all these shows. Yeah, I feel like all these shows fill like a gap that like is missing because of quarantine, really. like. All the, all the um, like communication and networking that we're missing from being like stuck at home, we get that like storyline from the shows and like how you're saying the scenery and stuff and the mus- music, all of that is getting absorbed because we have like so much time and stuff to fill it in with, and we we're missing so much like communication and stuff like Let's that. Be honest, so we're just bored. Like we have nothing to do. We are, yeah, we are, exactly. Yeah. To like to be real, it's being bored that like watches all of that but which is why yeah, it's like good it that us, like the show it has like a sense of adventure right yeah, yeah it does it's and sort of making you feel i don't know like you're not you, sometimes it feels like you're doing something and not, yeah and sometimes in parts parts of the show like uh king's landing which is sort of like the royal capital of that world which is Westeros, which is the world of game of thrones um you're not always in that you know the high action areas you know sometimes you're just following two characters who are tagging along trying to make it somewhere. Uh, um, this might not ring a bell for most people, but the Hound and Arya, when they're both traveling, but nothing really, yeah. yeah, I found that to be quite, you know, it's just an the, empty the arc was shown. The arc was shown towards the end, though. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of development, but, like, you didn't notice it until the end. Yeah, it's, they sort of won uh, it. So, for those of you guys who watched the show, uh, did you enjoy the fact that you were watching it uh, in, during quarantine? You, did that make it better for you guys? Yeah, I I mean, like, in terms of time, I had a lot more time mm-hmm, to yeah. watch it. Yeah, so, like, especially... I could understand it, and then just, it's more it's more ideal that way. Yeah, because uh, in, like, grade 12, we'd be looking forward to our uh, commencement, which would be happening in exactly. uh, next week, at the end of next week. Um, there'd be prom, there'd be people probably, you know, going out for trips or something. That a sense of adventure is sort of, um, I wouldn't say gone, but it's, you know, just been disrupted. And hopefully maybe people will be able yeah. to fulfill such plans. But I feel like these shows sort of fulfill that now. So, um, yeah, like to the best they can. Yeah. So we're, we'll talk about a show that I haven't personally watched a lot but i've heard that it's quite an intense show uh money heist 
So what made that guys, what made that show appealing to you guys? In my opinion, uh, okay, so if you don't know, Money Heist is about like a mastermind uh, named The Professor who recruits a bunch of criminals to pull off like the biggest heist in uh, history, in Spain at least. Yeah. And it's actually a Spanish drama, which is um, very interesting as it's, uh, as it's exploded here in, the, uh, in North America. And it's actually yeah. been dubbed in English. So, um, in my opinion, what made that show so immersive was the fact that it, it, it takes place in real time and how they, they, they take you through their thought process. Like, the professor who is, like, a criminal mastermind, he's, like, insanely, um, insanely smart and visual about these things. So, it's cool that he takes us along uh, his, his sort of thought process of how he plans to take over the Bank of Spain or the Royal Mint of Spain is what it's called. Yeah. Um, it, it's really cool as they show real-time events and flashbacks of how they planned it. So if they like plan to steal a truck, they steal the truck in the show, and then they show the thought process of how they stole it, um, which is like very, it's very immersive. As it's we like get flashbacks, see. right? Yes, exactly. It's like flashbacks. So it's, it's immersive to see how, um, how they do it, and how they plan to do it, which is like, it's two separate things and many things, because numerous things can go wrong, but it's really cool to see how they plan it and how, how it all works out. Yeah, and, yeah, and also like to your point, like they come across like a problem and then how quickly they can come to a solution. Mm-hmm. Like they improvise a lot. Yeah. So I haven't watched yeah, Because since things are constantly going wrong, um, it shows that like, even like they still work past it to continue the thing. Like, there will be so many things that keep on going wrong and they have to fix it. And it, it kind of connects to us because, like, this whole corona, like, the virus quarantine is something that's going wrong and we kind of have to, like, move past it. So. I haven't really watched the show a lot, but I feel like it relates to even us as the grade 12 uh, students. You know, sometimes we a plan goes wrong maybe in a project and then we have to find a way around that. Like, suppose for computer engineering, like, we had projects that we were supposed to be working on and sometimes you know certain machines wouldn't be working and some things would happen that our plans would you know sort of fall apart then we'd have to yeah for sure yeah even during uh studying for tests that we see oh we have all these tests all on one day so we have to really find a way around that and then using every yeah for sure yeah yeah Um, even in quarantine like us as grade 12 a lot of our plans got canceled like you said like commencement and prom and stuff so um you know, looking for ways to overcome um, that, like, overcome the fact that we're never going to be able to go into school again, like, or at least in Um yeah. you know, just think, thinking of, like, ways to sort of take our minds off of it and sort of, like, reminisce the past, maybe, or, like, just think about new things instead of focusing on what, like, the sad moments uh, that, like, the, like, the sad Like, the things reality, we couldn't do. Yeah, the sad reality that we're not going to be able to we live a great 12 years. So, like, Instead based like, on what you guys are saying, um, yeah, I guess the show probably just sort of makes you, yeah, like, reflect on basically the past and, like, you know, what could have been had this whole coronavirus situation not happening, you know, the sense of it, adventure yeah. and, uh, you know, sort of risk. Exactly. And even looking back at our high school careers, looking back at, like, our green eye and selves yeah. laughing at certain moments, um, like, it's just, it's just sort of, it's ways to keep our minds off of the fact that we're never going to be able to be in Chinkuzi again. 
yeah, that's yeah, for sure. I mean, now we're going to be going, you know, we're probably going to be going in the fall for uh, commencement. But, you know, as actual students of the school, like our last time is probably going to to go to the school as students is probably going to be this week because some of us are going on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday just to simply go for 10 minutes and pick that. So, yeah, I feel like these shows sort of do fill a gap that, you know, what could have been in a sense. Oh yeah, for sure. like of course, like of course, we're not going to be pulling off heist or anything, and you know, <laughs> risking our lives. But it sort of gives you, you know, that sense of adventure that people would be having. You know, people would certainly have plans to go to um, places, especially after prom. You know, maybe go to Niagara Falls or something. Um, yeah, I guess I, I guess I'll, yeah, I guess I'll watch the show maybe. Yeah, um also another thing about like money heist, um their whole one of the big plots of it was controlling the crowd, like the way that they were viewed as like a like bunch of robbers, they made them look like yeah, they made them look like they weren't bad people. Yeah. That they just wanted the money and that they weren't stealing from anyone. They're stealing from like the government basically. And so they played themselves to look like the hero. Like, even, and I feel like that kind of even in like yeah. the news eyes, like all the reporters, things like that, like the media. They 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 needed yeah. the uh, what do you call it? The citizens' approval, right? And, yeah, it's like the so support of mm-hmm. like the people like around them. So they so they'd have that kind of power over like the, the cops yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So you guys And I feel like that Go on. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, I feel like that um like relates to even like the stuff with the rioting happening now. Like that point of view is like that people power is yeah. important. Like that's why people are getting vocal and stuff. So I feel like that connection was really good to the show. Yeah, I feel like you know the police they might be good people, but in the eyes of some they might just not be uh you know as perfect as or as uh, righteous as people take them to be. I feel and yeah. I feel like you also, based on what you guys are saying, it also reflects that, you know, um, real life isn't all, you know, this person's completely good or completely bad. You know, there's been many yeah. uh, historical figures and even downs. people. Yeah. You know, people have done bad, but then, but for the major part, they might be, you know, good and caring people. Yeah. So anyone have more to add upon about uh, money guys? Uh, no, no, not really. That's okay. Covers cool. most of the. Um, okay. Uh, moving on, we'll be talking about um, some Nintendo games. You know, some of the most um, family friendly. Yeah, family friendly and innocent yes. games you could be playing. You know, there's no. Um, uh, let's go to Pokemon. So most of you guys have played Pokemon, right? Or almost all of you. Yeah. yeah I've, I've yes. Played it. So, Yes. What is it about Pokemon that makes it people appealing to people like us who are like about to become adults? Some of us are adults, uh, but you know, people entering adulthood. What makes it so appealing to us? I feel like um, personally, like the older, like so. I played this game since I was like from a child to now, and I feel like when I was like younger, it was about like just beating the game and like getting like. Pokemon you thought were cool. And then, but now, like, it's more, like, the strategic side and getting, like, 
different stats that are needed to build like a really strong team and stuff. So it gets more technical in that sense. Yeah. But I think overall the main like goal stays the same where you just want to collect and build a strong team. Yeah. And that just, it's also kind of like nostalgia, right? Because you've been playing yeah. it since like... Yeah, for time. sure. And it, I feel like it probably does... That's a little bit like Money Heist, you know, make you sort of reflect on, you know, the past, like how nostalgic it was. And in some cases, how you've been yeah. comparing with friends about, you know, what Pokemons you have and where you were at at the game. Yeah. You, you what gem leader. Um, so does that feeling of exploring, you know, going out into the wild, encountering different Pokemons, encountering different characters and gem leaders, um, does that fill the gap of you guys, of us not being able to, you know, go out into the world and, you know, maybe even get to meet, you know, our new classmates? Because some universities, they have their fall term entirely at home, maybe not for all universities. Yeah. For me, like so far, after the master, it's going to be at home, the fall term. So I'm not even going to get to meet my any new classmates or, you know, even go to the campus. So does that game Yeah, so I, I feel like the game, like, it, it does, like, it does feel like certain aspects of it obviously can't be the exact same, but, like, still getting to, like, travel around and have, like, a, like, explore different areas and still, like, maybe battle new people. Like, in the newer games, you can battle your friends mm-hmm. and, like, all that. So I feel like in that sense, it kind of... um does a little bit, but obviously you can't fill the void completely. Yeah, and like... But it's better than nothing, obviously. Yeah, and in the game, you get to go to, like, uh, you know, Pokemarts, where you can buy stuff, and I feel like that sort of makes me feel that I I haven't been able to get uh, fast food or anything from outside since the quarantine situation. Like, some of you probably have, but uh, I, I haven't had anything, so it makes me feel like, you know, I could really have some... enjoy some, you know... Tim Hortons or something right now. Yeah, I feel like that whole like collect like collecting and like winning process is like what sells these kind of games. I think that would be nice. Even like Animal Crossing, which got really big, like right when quarantine started, yeah. it, it's like about like collecting um certain amount of things, yeah. and it it went like crazy wild, like super successful. And I believe it's because like it feels that like enjoyment in your head, where it's like you're collecting these like beats and stuff yeah and i feel like the act of just leaving home and going you know on your own you know caring for yourself uh buying whatever you need to make sure you know you're successful out in that world i feel like it sort of reflects especially us because we're going to be graduating some of us are going to be going to live on a campus uh, on residence at universities you know going away from home so does how does that connection make you guys feel Um, so for me, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be living on res, like with, um, so Heron. And so I have like somebody I know there, which is like, obviously like good, Yeah. but meeting new people and stuff is like, it's going to be, that's the the first term. Yeah. yeah. So we like, it kind of builds that where like in Pokemon, like you can meet new people. Like if you go to like the social area, that's like in the game. Yeah. And so that kind of thing is going to, like, be similar. But, like, for, like, our first week at whatever university you're going to, the even if it's, like, 
quarantine, there's still going to be some like online social arrangement yeah. where you meet people and you meet your new classmates and stuff. So it's good, like preparing yourself for that kind of situation. Yeah. And um, going to another Nintendo game, uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, I felt like when I um, think of the situation now, you know, how when you go out, the world is sort of empty, you know, not as many people going to parks and all that, you know, the streets are sort of empty too. I felt like the world yeah, of Breath of the Wild sure. sort of being vast and empty for multiple regions, like in fields, but the only places you really yeah. see people are in towns, you know, villages and stables in that game world. Because um, I definitely see that comparison. Uh, how does that, does that make the game feel more relevant to you guys and more personal? Yeah. Um, there's no else on it, but... If anything, I, I think you're right because I feel like it is like that emptiness feeling like it's there. It's certainly there when you're like traveling across like a valley with like whatever, like you can, it's similar because I've been outside like a few times just for like groceries and stuff yeah. like, and it yeah, is like empty and stuff. So it's like, it's a good connection. Like I go for walks yeah. sometimes and like no one's outside. Yeah. And I feel like once this yeah. whole situation, like whenever I go outside, perhaps, you know, maybe... Uh, just to go biking and I feel like it resembles Link coming out of that shrine at the beginning of the game and finding this whole vast world in front of you that's sort of changed and I feel like yeah, so for it. those who don't know like the beginning of yeah. the game um, the main character wakes up from like slumber and he's supposed to have this mission to save like the world from this evil character yeah and so like that mission type feeling is something that yeah because now you just you don't go outside for no reason. You have like some sort of goal in your head. So that exists like That's, it's similar. Yeah. I feel like, you know, once this whole situation is going to be um, over, you know, coronavirus, the protests, everything's going to be. And, you know, we can finally get back to our old ways. The world is going to really seem different like it did for um, Hyrule, which is the world of the Legend of Zelda. I feel like it's going to, you know, really appear to be different. Once we, you know, go back to the way things were. Oh yeah, for sure. It'll be, yeah. it'll be an experience for sure. Because I feel like a lot of people are gonna be excited. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like, it'll be, it'll be different. Like, it's, yeah, it's not gonna be... go to the same it was before. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I mean that's like the one thing that's kind of different because like in a video game, once you like beat that final boss, everything goes back to normal. I feel like. That that obviously isn't the case. Like in real life, there's going to be things that still need to be solved, and stuff like that. Yeah, like sure so that's like taking away the threat of you know even more danger, but it's still good. Yeah. you're going to see look around and you're going to still see you know what's happened, you know the aftermath. Yeah, exactly. Like at the end of the COVID nineteen situation, we're going to see that you know. Millions of lives, um, thousands of lives have been affected and, you know, disrupted because, For sure. sure, you may not have the case, but you probably had a relative or a close one who did have the coronavirus. And unfortunately, if they didn't, you know, uh, make it, that's going to disrupt you for your whole life. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. For sure. Like for Zelda, perhaps, like her father, who was like the king of the kingdom of Hyrule, you know, She's gone. You know, there's many yeah. villagers who had people who were lost. So, um, yeah. And so, yeah. 
all in all, I think fiction has played a pretty, you know, uh, a pretty big role for many people, including us, uh, you know, in terms of just keeping us busy and uh, filling the void of adventure and sort of immersing us to just distract us even for a brief bit from, you know, the troubles of our world around us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, for one thing, I'm like really grateful that there's, we have like in 2020, so many forms of like fiction and enter like, fantasy media. and entertainment that media like, general. yeah. Yeah. Like, if, and, like, I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Cause if we were, you know, living perhaps 50 years ago, first of all, we wouldn't have the technology. And in terms of things to keep us busy, yeah. we wouldn't have, you know, high budget TV shows or movies to watch. And we'd probably only have, you know, just books to read, which probably people would do. But, you know, the options we have today, we, I think uh, we're thankful for it, that we have all these options to keep us busy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So anything you guys want to add regarding, you know, fantasy and fiction in your lives and how it's, you know, sort of kept you busy? I'm pretty sure we've covered a lot of it, but yeah, it's just like, binging tv shows yeah. all that like mm-hmm, yeah yeah that's a big part of our life now yeah well, <laughs> especially now it's more relevant yeah so i'd like to thank all of you guys for being kind enough to join this uh podcast and maybe maybe we'll have a future episode i honestly do not know but yeah i'd like to thank you all for you know coming and sharing your experiences and your thoughts and you know really means a lot yeah thank you for having us thank you yeah thanks for having us thank you for having us and so that concludes our podcast which where we talked about the role of fantasy and fiction in our lives and how it's filling a void for some of us and hope those of you listening will take some of these experiences and try to implement them into your lives and probably you know sort of be able to relate and hopefully maybe We'll see you next time. I honestly don't know. Uh, Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.